it is extremely difficult from a victim's perspective to process all of the emotions that are involved with finally having your experiences validated. At the same time, it is difficult to convey the cognitive dissonance that can happen from a victim's perspective. 1. When a victim has a compounded trauma in the hashtag workforce with physical and emotional violations, our hashtag colleagues and hashtag leadership teams can lack the backstory references that make our sense of hashtag safety at hashtag work more challenging. 2. When hashtag workers are relocated from their support systems, if there is compounded trauma, a toxic culture may seem too daunting a task to move towards addressing it effectively. To victims that have been through severe trauma, it can add to our sense of hashtag moral injury. 3. In large, it has been experienced that most people do not know how to respond to a victim. Most especially so when rape and murder is involved in the trauma. The most common reaction is that people will ask, are you okay? This question is a Boolean question that does not get to the heart of the matter for how we feel. A better question is, how are you feeling? For those of us that have been through rigorous counseling to face the challenge of accepting what happened to us while navigating various paths that can help us move forward, we can work towards healthier mental health living. This is not easy. It takes a lot of deep digging to pull those skeletons out of our closet. Facing the shame we can feel is damned hard work. The common social narratives can compound the trauma despite the good intentions of many. Others react from a place of self-centeredness that can result in reflexive anger from the victim. I've had to catch myself several times since I found out that hashtag Lloyd Edwin Richmond finally lost control of his self-control. Only his victims have seen the enraged manipulator that feels entitled to violate his victims. His arrogance finally got the better of him. Unfortunately, someone else lost their life. My feelings have ranged between anger, resentment, frustration, glee, depression, and now I'm feeling a sense of stillness. The stillness with my emotions is not permanent. I'm quite sure that I will experience more fluctuations as this progresses. There are moments of gratefulness that I've been doing a lot of deep dives into self-reflection to keep moving forward with my growth. If I had not embraced the opportunity to do that, I'm not sure how I would be reacting right now. I feel like, before, the sense of anger and resentment would have been amplified. My reactions towards people's attempts to reach out may have been less understanding. There was one person that I had to explain that the direction of our conversation felt very dismissive. That person was making my experience all about what they wanted and that I did not tell them anything about myself. There was a good reason for that lack of disclosure. Except, I share a lot of personal information and sentiments on this platform. It doesn't take a person much to find out who I am, what I have been doing with my life, and how I feel about various subjects. I do not have the patience, at this moment, to go into the warm fuzzies of the good that is happening in my life. While there are so many good things that are happening, I have posted about that too. It is dismissive to my current experience to demand I only talk about the good. It's not about you. This is a huge life experience that validates the point I was trying to make to authorities when my mother passed away in April of 2004. I removed and blocked that person because there were continual accusations of that I have not shared more about myself during a moment when I'm wrestling with a murder case that my mother's husband and killer is involved in. The victims, all of us, will be going through a roller coaster ride of emotions and we will need the opportunity to feel seen, heard, and understood. We all have a right to have our voices heard, to have our experiences validated and we should not have to feel like the burden of proof, in all aspects of our violent abuse, must be on our shoulders. The victim's family and friends do not need to feel like they are alone. Nor should his past victims that have been living in fear need to feel like they are alone. Nor should we feel like what we are experiencing and feeling needs proof. We do not need people telling us how to feel and how we should perceive this. Unless you have been in the trenches of exactly what we have been through, 
We don't care what you think about how we should interpret our experience. You have not been through it. Our feelings are our feelings. You can ask us how we are feeling and you can ask if there's anything you can do to help us. Just don't tell us how we should navigate through this experience. It's already overwhelming for us. Toxic employees make it 54% more likely other employees will leave leading to an average $8,800 cost to employers due to increased turnover. Source unknown.